You're listening to Clifford Kelly on Straight Truth Radio, the podcast. Radio Podcast, the place where the lip of truth endures forever. I'm your host, Cliff Kelly. Thank you for tuning in this evening on this, uh, I guess, Valentine's uh, Day. Uh, those of you who are celebrating it <laughs> or whatever and, and however you are. Uh, but thank you for tuning in this evening, this place where we're trying to bring um, understanding to end-time events. And just before we get started, we want to hurry up and get to this conversation. Um I was very excited about um, having this conversation with this brother here, so I want to hurry up and get to it. Um, uh, Again, we want to thank you for the emails and for the conversations and everything that um, that you bring to the table, the questions and the uh, um, comments and whatnot. Uh, Again, um, for those of you who want to know how to contact us, you can contact us at straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. That's Straight Truth Radio at Yahoo.com. Those of you who are already watching us on our uh, social media platforms, we want to thank you so much for that. Uh, please click share, uh, share with your friends, family, um, and engage in the conversation uh, with your questions and answers or, um, or response. Um, you can check us out on our Facebook page, Cl- Clifford Kelly, also the our um, Straight Truth Radio page. If you're watching us via Twitter, thank you. God bless you. At Straight Truth, the letter R and the number one. At Straight Truth R one. Periscope for the time that uh, that page that that uh, that platform is still up. That's Straight Truth Radio. And those of you who are watching us uh, via YouTube, at Straight Truth Radio podcast straight truth radio podcast um and those of you who you like to listen to the uh audio format we want to thank you for um our listenership is uh, definitely going up and we're being here heard um across the country and then even in other countries we've been getting feedback from that and we thank you so much for that you can um, check us out on anchor apple breaker google podcast overcast Podbean, SoundCloud, and Spotify. So, um, this episode, again, it's the Straight Truth Radio Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. And in this episode, we are uh, having a discussion regarding uh, Hebrew Israelites and how it is shaping or affecting the black church. And so, um, I'm happy, so happy to have this brother um come in and uh, share with us his view and have a conversation about that. And so without further ado, I want to bring in Brother Manuel Armstrong. Uh, Brother Manuel Armstrong, how are you, sir? Hey, how you doing, brother? All grace right. and peace to you. you. Got grace and peace. So, um, again, you know, um, for, for just so um, those – um, who don't know, um, I've recently been on Clubhouse and, uh, I was, um, um, I guess, I guess tagged into that. I don't know what you call it, but tagged into the Clubhouse environment world. And I was checking out a lot of, uh, what they call rooms. And so what I, um, discovered is that there's a lot of conversation over there regarding, um, Hebrew Israelites, pro and con. Um, I know when I first got saved, uh, the cha- a lot of the challenges that I had um, coming up and trying to perfect my walk with Christ, a lot of the, uh, I would say, av- adversary kind of conversations that I had was those who represented um, Islam. And so I always had to ward off the fight and conversations about a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus, which as a Christian, I didn't believe in anyway. I didn't believe that anyway, that, that whole construct, but still, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't stop folk from um, challenging me back in that day. 
But I know as I began to, um, in these most recent years, as my family and I were vacationing and everything, whether it was going to Detroit, I, I had conversation. It seemed like I would run into people and kind of, and they would challenge me on that. If I was in Chicago, it seemed like I got challenged on that. When we was down in New Orleans, it was, you know, big, you know, I'm like, man, I'm on vacation. Just trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm just on vacation, you know? And I, I don't know what, I don't know what it was about me that looked like, you know, Hey, this is a brother. Let's get him, you know? So, but it, none, nonetheless, um, but it, made me ask the question about this whole um I, I don't want to put it the right way the whole um the uh, Hebrew Israelite controversy or not controversy but conversation so brother Manuel uh, without further ado yeah. I want to uh introduce you to the stage and just you know just talk to us so um a couple questions I want to ask you and just kind of let you, just let you flow and you know go for what you know um how did you first come come across the Hebrew Israelites and, um, you know, what was your involvement and how far did you go with it? You know, just kind of talk to us. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, first time I came across the Hebrew Israelites, I was watching, well, I was a big Malcolm X head. You know, Malcolm X was like one of my heroes, a man that I admired. Uh, I always, uh, studied them. I looked at them on YouTube. I always wanted to, uh, I wish I could have met them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but unfortunately I wasn't born yet, you know, right, right. but uh, I was a big Malcolm X head. I was to watch everything that Malcolm X say and do and how he carried himself on YouTube and certain uh, uh, more videos. And uh, I came across this uh, one video where these guys was kind of, they had the Bible in their hand, sort of like this, right? It was two guys at the time. This was a, oh man, this was a while ago. I'm talking about probably like a decade ago. Uh, and uh, it was breaking down the Bible. And it had like something called like this for dummies, uh, for instance, like John 316 for dummies and stuff of that nature, right? But at first I see some old videos that they was on the street with regular clothes on these teeth in the Bible. I was like, wow. Then I started doing more research and more research about them. And it had like John 316 for dummies and stuff like that. So it happened to be uh, I, the camp you know as IUIC today. Uh, it was their uh, elders. And uh, so I started watching the videos and I started looking through them and I started studying uh, the Bible and the doctrine and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, it's very interesting. I never heard the Bible like this before. I come from a Christian church, but I never was taught the Bible, you know. Okay. So it's kind of interesting that they knew the Bible like this and it was breaking down the 12 tribes and what tribe you're from, if you're from here and you from there. So uh, I decided to uh, get in touch with those people. So when I got in touch with them, uh, I just started talking to them and I started watching their online classes and I started gaining what I thought was understanding at that time of the scriptures because I didn't know too much about the scriptures. So I thought they was giving me a little understanding. So I started gaining a little understanding and I started going through the Bible and precept upon precept and line upon line. And I was like, okay, I'm, I got the truth now. So that's what uh, got me to getting into the Bible and reading the Bible and studying and studying. And, and I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a Hebrew Israelite according to Deuteronomy 28, uh, the slave ships. So from right then and there, when I realized that I basically uh, matches the curses in Deuteronomy 28, just like every other Israelite. That's why they get into it. Mm-hmm. You jump right in head first, not knowing what you're getting into, okay. you know, uh, not knowing any history, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the way I jumped into the Israelite community. Uh, my first group I was a part of was the IUIC. I was a part of them for many years. Uh, I started studying before I even before we opened up the IUIC New Orleans, I had to be watching them about four years prior to opening up the IUIC New Orleans. So I was watching them, and uh, we finally, me and a couple of more fellas, finally hooked up and met. We used to meet at a library. It's probably like five of us. And one of the guys that actually uh, was from New Orleans, he moved back down here. He was already part of the IUIC. So he came down here, and we helped him open up a school. So we opened up a school. It was like six of us. We used to be in the library with our families. And then from that point, we moved to a, a apartment building, and then 
it just got to a school and we just started getting more people joining and that's how I, I got into the Israelite community. Okay. So um and so um okay, so that's how you got into the community. So how how long did you right. how long did you stay with it and um like how, how far did you go? Well, who I was with it. Like I knew I was the Israelite four years prior to I met the brothers and we actually opened up a school. Okay. So I could say I was actually in the doctrine because I was learning under these people. Probably for like, like oof, uh, probably like 10 years or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, about 10 years or something. Okay. Probably a little longer. Don't, 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 don't take it as, you know, don't quote me on that, but right. it was longer. It, it probably was a little longer than 10 years. But okay. Yeah. All right, so um, now, so 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 while you were um in the community and following the doctrine and everything, and I think I heard you say you said you came out of a Christian church, correct? Did I hear you say you? you came yeah, out? oh yeah, that's right. okay. I mean, my grandfather was a pastor. I was in a Christian church okay. every day. I mean, Sundays all day, every day was church, you know. Okay. Uh, Bible study at the at, at my grandmother's house. My grandfather house, quiet practice, you know, all that stuff, you know, Christian church. So yeah, I came out of Christian church. Okay. And so, um, so I, so as, as you were, um, in, in the, in the group, did you notice, I mean, what, what would you say the ratio of the brothers who were coming in? Um, what would you say the ratio was those like coming off the street or somewhere else versus actually coming out of the church? Well, I, I was real good at getting the fellas off the streets uh, and okay. coming journey. But uh, as we was out there teaching, uh, if you're not from off the streets, uh, it probably was a ratio of like uh, 70% of the, seven, seven to three. If you're going out of 10, mm -hmm. the best out of 10, mm -hmm. like probably like 70% was the Christian church and 30% was the brothers off the street. Wow. But we had a lot of people come. Yeah, I had a yeah, I'm talking. About I had a lot of people come from the Christian church, bro. No way. And and if, and if 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 we even talking about the Christian church, to to be totally honest, I mean everybody pretty much came from out of the Christian church. Even the brothers from out the street, they was Christian, you okay. know. So it was like a hundred percent Christians, okay. you know. If okay. we being totally honest about the situation, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. All so right. okay. everybody was pretty much Christians, Baptist, Catholic, Jehovah Witness, or whatever, you know. Mm, okay. All right. Because I one of the because one of the things that I'm noticing is um in the uh past few years how many f uh people that I've noticed I mean I mean people that I've church with and I'm seeing them you know leave the church and all of a sudden I'm hearing you know the I, I, for, for lack of better words I'm, the Hebrew Israelite rhetoric. And I, not that I'm trying to condemn it, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I would hear, I, we, we, when when you're in the church, you know that talk, that language, that lingo. Now all of a sudden, when you're, when when you, so you understand what I'm saying. And now you're hearing another type of lingo from the same Christian that you, same brother and sister that you church with. Hey, what do you? So what have you been influenced by? So it, it and so for me, it, I, I'm trying to understand. What was it about church or what was it about Jesus that wasn't enough that it drew you from the church and into now this other community? So for you, so okay. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, nah, nah, what drawing me from it was the, uh, like I said, the slave scriptures uh -huh. and reading that the people in the Bible was black people. Okay. Now, what people fail to realize, like you see, like Jesus and in, in Revelations one, they say hell was white like wool, feet like into flying brass that was burnt in the furnace. Mm -hmm. So you just bam, Jesus was a Negro. Look at our hell like wool. I'm black. Blah 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 blah. But you're taking that out of context. That's not a, that's not what it means. Okay. So when people, uh, what they do is they basically play on people's intelligence and they get bring them the black scriptures saying these people was black or this or that. But they're taking it totally out of context and 
the people is just saying, well, wait, this is more than I learned in the Christian church. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never heard that uh, Solomon was black. I never heard that Jesus was black. I never heard that Moses, the Lord turned Moses' head, to, um, his hand leprosy and turned it black, so he had to be black. I never heard that people was called Negroes or Negroes in the, in the, in the, in the Bible. Uh, so these people are us. But uh, that's what the Israelites used to get you. But what they're actually doing is they're lying to you. That's not what that means. That is, that's, not, that's not what that means. Trust me. I've been there, I've done that, and I see a lot of people going into the same congregation I was in because the thing is, when we was in the congregation, well, when I was in this congregation, we used to always say Christians don't know the Bible. Christians don't know nothing, right? So by you coming out of the Christian church and going into that congregation, which I was a part of the Christian church and that congregation, I could still tell you that Christians... Uh, the people in that congregation don't know the Bible because they're taking it out of context. But I come to find out that there's a lot of Christians that know the Bible than I thought they did, more than I really thought they knew. Okay. Okay. And they have the correct understanding of it. Okay. But, I mean, I just went through going into the doctrine that I was taught, the IUIC doctrine, and I just started reading stuff that confounded the doctrine and found out it wasn't true. It was just made-up doctrine, you know? Okay. All right, so 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 um what was it that finally you know what 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 was it that finally made you hit the wall and that you figured that okay, wait a minute, this is not what I thought it was. You know, what, how did you come to the realization that, you know, this is absolutely not what I thought it was? Uh when I was actually in the congregation and I seen the way people treated people. Okay. Uh, I've been on my mind for that amount of time. And I used to be thinking to myself, oh, you know what? I mean, I'm, every every place has their problems. Don't get me wrong. We have our problems in the Christian church. We have our problems and, you know, uh, we had our problems in the Israelite community. But mm-hmm. uh, the Israelite community was totally different because they had people that were backstab you just to be called the man. Yes, you know I'm saying just okay. to be because trust me, I was uh in the the school where I was the head of the school at the time. And brothers was at my neck, like wanted going to take me down so they could be the head of the school and the stuff that the sisters was doing and the enmity between the sisters and and the evil stuff between the sisters and the wives and and stuff of that nature, which means everybody was mad at my wife because I'm the head man and they wanted their husband to be the head man and all this stuff going on and, and the stuff that they was doing behind the scenes, uh, people, uh, money coming up, missing, brothers lying to get money, you know, stuff of that nature, you know, just plain wickedness that I was just like, you know what? And, I, and now I started reading, I started doing, doing research the string of research and reading, it was like, wait a minute. The stuff that they're saying is prophecy that's going to come to pass happened already. Okay. So they're using stuff that happened already to tell you that this was going to happen if you're going to, if you don't do this. So okay. by me doing the string of research, I found out that, man, they're lying. Okay. And there's no reason, and plus the 12 tribe uh, chart, the 12 tribe chart saying that the Negroes are the tribe of Judah and the Haitians is from the tribe of Levi and the Jamaicans is from the tribe of Benjamin. It don't make sense because they say you come over here on on slave ships, right? So if we came over here on slave ships and they brought us to America, what did they say? Oh, the tribe of Judah, get off in America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It don't make sense. Or uh, they went to Haiti and said, okay, here go the tribe of Levi, stop, get off in Haiti. Oh, the tribe of Benjamin, stop, get off in Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> it don't make no sense. Okay. So I was like, dude, it's just, it's crazy. It don't make sense. It just don't make sense. Mm. So the, the the ship was like a it was it was, it was a bus. It was a a, a bus. This is your right. stop, and this is your stop, and this is your stop. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, it, it, it does sound kind of crazy. Okay. So um, so then what what um. So when you decided to, so I take it that you're not with the community now, then. That the community now. Nah. Okay. Nah, okay. So, nah. so what was I knew it, better than that. Okay. So what I knew better it, than that now. What was it like moving away from the community then? Peaceful. 
I mean, peace. but but okay, it's peaceful for you. Moving away. Yeah, but what was it like right. pulling pulling out, pulling away from it? Uh, you mean what it was like for me leaving the Israelite community? Correct. Right. Yeah. Well, what they try to do is they try to make my life uh, a living hell. Uh, they put a uh, restraining orders on me. Three restraining orders. I had got three restraining orders on me because I had walked up where they was doing their teaching on the street. And a lot of those brothers from Louisiana, I taught them, uh, I did classes teaching them, or they asked me questions and stuff of that nature, and I answered them. Uh, even though we watched, you know, Sabbath classes, but they specifically dealt with me, you know. Uh, to go up to them and see them talking to people, all kinds of crazy and stuff, I would walk up to them and the whole vibe would change. When I walk up to them teaching people, they'll be hollering at people and talking to people crazy. So when I walk up to them, the whole vibe changed. So now they know, oh man, it's gonna be Manuel. You know what we're teaching. So I was uh, asking them a question and they wouldn't answer. Uh, they didn't have the answer. Let me know that y'all still not studying. Mm-hmm. And uh, it comes to the fact that we almost got into a physical confrontation because it was being uh, so rude to a brother out there one day. And I stepped up. I was going to, like, this how, is this how the, the most high works. I was going to the store and it was around my house and I happened to see him. And uh, I was going to my car. I was going to totally ignore them. I was going to my car, but they were talking to this 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 older lady and this fella, you know, like viciously, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I walked up. Oh, I said, what? why are they hollering at this man like this? Let me go see you. I wonder if they, are, you know what I'm saying? Like, do that to me. So I walked over there. I'm like, it was kind of like me saying, pick on somebody your own size that knew your doctrine, you know? Right, right, right. Because uh, you're not going to bully nobody around me. So when I happened to go over there, everything just kind of got humbled down. He saw me. He was like, oh, oh. So one brother hot out, here come the devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so uh, that's the tactic they use. Uh-huh. So they were talking. I said, wait, 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 wait. They hollering. I was talking to the fellas. He's hollering. Yeah, they were telling me I'm going to hell. Blah, 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 blah. So I, you know, I asked him, I said, well, what scripture is t- telling you he's going to hell if he's not doing this? So the brother, they didn't want to ask him. I said, no, you were just hollering at him. And he knew who I was, though. I said, you were just hollering at him. Have that same energy with me. Now answer my question. I gave him a script. Don't scripture say get ready to give an answer. Mm-hmm. Answer my question. Mm-hmm. So it was like we ain't bothered me as well. So another brother called the leader at that time. He may go over here. He could say he happened to say my whole name. You know, he tried to uh move me to anger or something. So he said my whole name, and the brothers kind of surrounded me, which I tactically taught him, you know, surrounded me. So I said, listen, I said, brothers, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I know what y'all are doing, but if one of y'all touch me, there's going to be some smoke in the city. So don't don't surround me like that. I said, please don't surround me like that, bro. You know me. You know what I can do. Y'all have seen me in action. Get from around me. And uh, it just went head over heels. And I had everything because what they do is they record. They record everything. But I had everything recorded too because I know the tactic. So when I when I recorded the whole thing, I had it on Facebook Live. So I recorded the whole thing, and we kind of got into like we didn't get into a physical confrontation, but nobody touched nobody, and I was just like, you know, you know, I'm hollering, they hollering, and the cameras falling and all that stuff. So what happened was, uh, like a couple of weeks later, I get three restraining orders at my job. I'm talking about back to back to back. Wow. They come to my job. Wow. So. I'm sitting up here like, now these brothers know where I stay at. Why would they come to my job with this? You know, I'm talking about, bro, back to back to back. I'm talking about literally, like I got one today. The next day I got one. Then it, No, no, I got one today. The next day I got one. And when I went to court, the first time when I went to court, the, the guy was like, what's your name? He said, I said, Manuel Armstrong. He gave me another one in court, literally in court, saying, here you go. You have you have another uh, restraint. So I had, that's three restraining orders, three of them I had from this particular group lied on me. So when I went to court, the first time I went to court, the three guys that put up and uh, the judge dismissed the case. So we left. The second time I went to court, uh, the judge dismissed the case. It was a female. She dismissed the case. The third time I went to court, uh, the brother tried to prove his claim. And this brother was came by himself. And his brother lied in the courthouse, said, 
I punched him in the eye, blah, blah, blah. I did this. I knocked him down. And, and, uh, this was about the confrontation that I had, that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. So this guy, this, this fellow was like 63, 62 years old. He told the judge, I punched him in his eye. I, and the judge asked him, man, did you punch him in his eye? I said, judge, I said, I'm 37 years old. I said, if I punch a 62-year-old man in the eye, I said, he will be hurt. I said, why didn't he call the police? I said, Yana, if he would have punched me in the eye, I would have called the police. So he got to the judge, was looking to it, the brother with the fussing with the judge. Wow. The judge said, uh, y'all doing this on purpose to this man. The judge said, if I find out any one of you doing this on purpose, I'm going to make you pay for his his wages from missing work. So the judge seen straight through it. And this guy went to fussing back and forth with the judge, bro. He was mad. And I'm just looking up there. You know, when it's time to be quiet, you be quiet. That's one right. thing the most high yeah. tell you. When you're winning, you be quiet. Right. So I just said up there, I'm being quiet. The judge literally had to put him out of the courthouse because he was still hollering and fussing with the judge. So we get so she put him out first, and the the, the security told me, "Hey, bro, stay right here. We want to get him from out of here. Stay right here. We don't want no problems because he was kind of irate." So the security guard said, "Okay, you can leave." So when I left out. But I went downstairs, the guy was down there. And he was like, that's okay, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And I, I stood up to him. I said, well, you know where I stay if you want to get me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like I'm running. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just come with what you come with. But uh, it was just a bunch of lies and how they treat each other. And the moment you decide to leave or you decide that you don't agree with something, they're going to come at your neck. I'm telling you, you're going to be like, rough. they're going to call you a reprobate. They're going to call you this. They're going to call you that. They're going to say you was jealous. You wanted this. Uh, the reason they say I left because I wanted power. I wanted rulership, uh, leadership. But I was already a, one of the leaders. Yeah, I was the leader of the school. Yeah. I was the head of the school. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me because everything that came through New Orleans came through me. I had to report it. I had to talk to the leaders in New York. I had to talk to the leaders in Houston. Mm-hmm. I was on the line talking to everybody. So, it really didn't make sense. So it's just a bunch of greed and a bunch of uh, power tripping, uh, a boosted ego is narcissist. Okay. That's what it is, bro. Okay, so, so, so you 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 came to realize that it was a bunch of false teaching and um, false doctrine. So all of it. Okay, so all of it. Okay, so give me some example of of what was misconstrued. I mean, as you came into light of scripture of, of what it really was saying. Give me, give me an example of like, uh, or examples of what is taken okay. out of context and what's misconstrued. Okay, I'm gonna give you an example. So I'm gonna use some scriptures too, and uh, this is this is what they use. This is uh, Numbers chapter 15 and verse 38, right? All right. This is the French scripture, right? Okay. Numbers 15 and verse 38, right? Now any any Israelites, this is why Israelites were scriptures, right? So in Numbers 15 and 30, it says, Speaking to the children of Israel and bid them that they make friends in the border of their garments throughout their generation, right? Okay. So throughout their generation, they'll say, What do throughout your generation mean? That means now and then, and then you keep going and keep going, right? But then it says throughout your generation. And that they put a ribbon, a fringe or a ribbon of blue on the borders of the garment, basically, right? Okay. So as they speak to the children of Israel, bid them that they make friends in the border of their garments throughout their generations, and that they put on upon the friends of the border a ribbon of blue. And it shall be unto you for your friends, that ye may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them. And they, and that ye seek not after your own heart and your own eyes after which ye use to go a horn. So right there, they tell you that you're supposed to wear fringes, right? The Most High said put fringes on, which is true. He does say that. But if I asked him, I said, so what if I don't wear fringes? Okay. What would happen if I decide not to wear fringes? They'll say, well, the God, Lord is going to kill you. You're going to be in trouble. So I asked them, I said, uh, so used to ask himself, well, give me a scripture. They will go to this scripture. They will go to Zephaniah 1 and 8, right? All right. And this is scripture they'll go to. Zephaniah 1 and 8. It says, uh, and it shall come to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the princes and the kings, children, and all such as are clothed with strange apparel. So okay. if you ask him, you say, well, what do that mean? 
They'll say, so when Jesus come back, if you don't have on Francis, he's going to kill you. That's the day of the Lord's sacrifice. That's a lie, bro. Okay. That's a lie. Right. That's not right. Because, it, and I'm going to show you how that's a lie, and that's not true. Okay. Because in Zephaniah 1 and 8, it says, it should come to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the prince and the king's children. Now, first of all, I said, I'm going to punish the king's children. Now, you have to ask him, who is the king in that scripture? Who, who is the king? All right. So one thing that Israel, the Israelites, IUIC said, you ask them, who's the king? They'll say Christ. So I'll say, oh, so Christ had children? So give me the scripture where he had children. Okay. Because you said, <laughs> but so, so, so they probably, so they probably hook wink and say, well, that's talking about the seed of David. Wait a minute. I th- so you telling me that this talking about he's going to punish David's children and the, and all those that are close strength that don't have on fringes? What they're not telling you is this happened already. They're telling you the day of the Lord's sacrifices when Christ come back. That's not true. Mm-hmm. This happened already. This happened in 586 BC. Okay. Right? This happened in 2 Kings, the book of 2 Kings, chapter 25, verse 7. Okay. Uh, with uh, King Zedekiah. Now, they sit up here and they're telling you that this is going to happen when Christ comes back. And see what they use? They, they do is they use scriptures that already happened as a scare tactic to tell you this is going to happen. Right? Okay. If you don't wear fringes, basically. Right. But as you can see, right here in, in 2 Kings chapter 25, I'm not going to read all of it. All right. I'm going to start at verse uh, 6. Second right. Kings 25, I'm going to start at verse 6. And it's telling you what it's talking about in, in, in the book of verse, uh, in, in, uh, Zephaniah chapter 1 and 8. Remember, I told you this happened already in 586 B.C. Yeah, okay. All right. So in verse 6, it says, so they took the king. And brought him up to the king of Babylon, to, to Riblah, and they they gave judgments upon him, and they slew the sons of Zedekiah before mm-hmm. his eyes. That's the king's children. Right. That's right. talking about. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him with his feathers of brass and carried him to Babylon. So. This happened already in 586. And if you complete, if you continue to read the scripture, it also talks about it in the book of Jeremiah. Okay, right. What happened to them. So they're using scriptures to tell you that this is going to happen when Christ comes back. But this happened already. The day of the Lord's sacrifice was when the Most High sent Nebuchadnezzar to Israel and captured all, all those that was closed with stranger power. Brought all of them into what? Brought all of them into Captivity, brought all of them to slavery, Mm -hmm. brought his sons into slavery, the princes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is is one of the scriptures they're using to tell you that, uh, uh, this is one of the scriptures they're not using. Mm -hmm. It's one of the scriptures they're fooling you with. And then they got another scripture they're claiming that salvation is only, uh, only the Israelites can be saved. That's not true because that's not what the Bible says. Okay, now, now that's now that's the Bible tells you that salvation. Oh, yeah. Now that's something I wanted to take up with you because um, I was like I said, like I said, I, I met I met you in one of the rooms um over there on Clubhouse, and um and I I I enjoyed I enjoyed your explanation and uh, some of the other brothers over there. And I, when we get out of here, I know we got somewhere we we trying to go to trying to hear something else somewhere else but yeah <laughs> but um I'm, I'm good i'm good okay. we <laughs> but like, people need to hear this as well people need to hear this too though yeah right right this right. is very important and I, I i appreciate that appreciate your time but now one of the things i wanted to ask you because i heard something about um explain to me what um what you teach about what a tear is you, uh, you, Say it again. Uh, what? What? Uh, maybe I don't know if it's in your camp or some other camps about what a tear is. A tear. Oh, a tear. A tear is the other. Uh, the other nations. Okay. As they say, the Gentiles. Okay. Or the wheat from the tares. All right. Which means, uh, 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 Christ said, "Don't separate the wheat from the tares." Which means, uh, don't separate the Jews from the Gentiles. 
because you might mess around and pick one of the wheat up with the tares, which means you might sit up and up like I might say, Brother Cliff, you 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 uh you're a Gentile, but Christ told me don't separate the wheat from the tares, and I might be telling the other brother, you're a Jew. Mm-hmm. So I put you in a Gentile category, which is the terror category, and put him in a Jew category. But in reality, he's a he's a uh, you a Jew and he's a Gentile. Mm-hmm. So basically, I don't know. Right. Okay. So don't separate the wheat from the tares, which means don't separate the Jews from the Gentiles because you might mess around and pick, pull up one of the wheat with the tares, which means you may separate the wrong one. Right. Uh, you might remove the wrong one to the wrong category, basically. Right. You know. Because in, in the end, when the Lord, when the Lord comes, He's going to do the separating. He knows exactly. He's going to separate. He's going to separate, separate the sheep from the, from goat. the goat. Right. Exactly. There right. you go. Right. Yes. There you go. Yes, sir. So, um, so then, what 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 would be your advice to, um, those of us who are in the church, it um, that are, I, I want to say it right. Um, because I, I mean, I, I don't want to bring any shame or, you know, shame to anybody, but I just know that I, I know I've literally watched, um, people leave the church and then join, uh, Israelite, um, uh, uh, foe because of a deficiency in hearing a complete scripture or the complete scriptures, in other words, about black presence in the Bible, or, you know, black presence in the Bible. We're not hearing enough. Right. So, so what, what would you say to, um, to the hearer, to the viewer, to the hearer? What, what would be your encouragement to the Christian today? Don't let nobody deceive you. Study, study, because uh, they'll sit up and they'll tell you that uh. The white man is Esau, and the black man is the Israelite. And but what they're not telling you is that uh, everybody is black, a colored, but the white man, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody has color pigmentation. Mm-hmm. So when you go to see, like they have dark skinned Arabs. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And you yeah. couldn't even tell the difference between us and them. Right. So when you when you, when you have somebody telling you what you are. Uh, using a certain kind, because let me tell you something. Even the uh, I, I want to read something to you because they they so quick to to say that uh, Deuteronomy twenty eight we fit the curses of Deuteronomy twenty eight, right? Okay. So in the book of Deuteronomy twenty eight, uh, in verse fifteen, and I want to show you what they don't show you. It says right here. It says that uh, but it should come to pass if thou were not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to obey to all His commandments. And his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Right? So, one of the curses they tell you will come upon you and overtake you is uh, verse 68. And thou and the Lord shall bring you into Egypt again with ships, which is, they say, slavery, right? Mm-hmm. They say, by the way, wherever I spank it to thee, thou shalt see it no more again. They say, that's your homeland. You can now see Israel again. Right. Then it says, and, there, and and thou shalt see it no more again. And there you should be sold into your enemies for buying men and buying women, and nobody shall buy you. So they really concentrate on that scripture right there, right? They really concentrate on that uh that Deuteronomy twenty eight and sixty eight. But they what they don't concentrate on is when the Lord said in verse fifteen, but it shall come to pass. If thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to deserve to do all these commandments and the statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Now he said all these curses from 15 to 68. So I'm going to read a curse that says, let's see what these curses fit the Negro. Okay. All right. So if you go to verse 36, then they'll tell you that Negroes came over here on slave ships, right? Which is. Okay, we we can agree to that, right? right? right but right. remember, the Most High said all these curses, right? Okay. So in verse thirty-six, it said, "The Lord shall bring thee and thy king, which thou set over thee, into a nation which never thou fathers, um, was which neither thou or thy fathers have known, and there shall thou serve other gods, wood and stone." Now, my question is to the Israelites who go off of this: What king came over here with you? Who was the king? Okay. 
Okay. Because the law said that the law shall bring thee and thy king. So when you came over here on slave ships, what king came with you? That's one of the questions you have to answer. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking y'all, and I want you to ask your elder, when you came over here on slave ships, since you know you're the Israelite, what king came with you? Who was the king? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because yes, he said all these curses. So we have to match up to that one. Mm-hmm. Plus, they'll say, well, the, these curses only fit the Israelites. I want to show you something. All right? They say these curses only fit the Israelites. But does the Bible say that? The Bible doesn't say that. So when you go to Ezekiel chapter 14, this is why they don't like me around them. This is why they put restraining orders on me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, this is why they put restraining orders on me. Okay. This is why they don't want me around them. Because right. I'm going to show you, I'm going to teach you in this book and show you the truth. So when you go to Ezekiel, right? Okay. Chapter 14, 14. and we're going to start at verse 6. It says, Therefore, thus say unto the house of Israel, thus said the law of God, repent. And turn yourself from your idols and turn away from turn away your faces from all your abominations. So in the verse six, he's talking to the Israelites, right? Okay. Now in verse seven, watch this. He says, For everyone of the house of Israel, right? That's all the twelve tribes, right? Okay. Everyone of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourned in Israel. So he said, Everyone of the house of Israel and every the strangers that's with Israel, which is the Gentiles, right? Mm-hmm. Says would separate himself from me and set it up his idols and his heart and put it the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and coming to the prophet to inquire of him concerning me. I, the Lord, will answer him by myself, right? Verse 8. And I will set my face against that man, right? And will make him a sign and a proverb. So the Most High even said he's going to make the strangers that was in Israel be cursed, that was with the Israelites, mm-hmm. okay, uh, be a part of these curses also, right? Mm-hmm. And I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So the Most High even said that the strangers that's with the Israelites, he's going to put the curses on them and make them a sign and a proverb, a proverb and a byword. So maybe you were just a Gentile with the Israelites that just so happened to go into these curses with them, but you ain't going to all the curses. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, so this is a scripture they're not showing you because even they say the Lord said they're going to make you a byword, a proverb, and a by The Lord just said, I'm going to make the strangers that's with Israel too a, mm-hmm. a, a sign and a proverb. Mm-hmm. So just because you identify yourself with the curses doesn't mean you're an Israelite. The Lord did it to the strangers also that was with Israel. Mm-hmm. So don't just be up there talking about your Israelite and you don't know. You wait till the Lord come back and tell you what you are because he's going to separate the wheat from the tear. That's not your job. You're doing something totally against the gospel of Christ. He said, don't do that. And that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I did it. I know. Okay. Now I know better. I'm not going in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm warning y'all. If everybody that think you don't know anything and you think these people is telling you the truth, they're actually teaching you against the gospel. Okay. That's what they're doing. Okay. And so, so what is the issue of grace as it pertains to the uh, uh, Hebrew Israelite? Say it again. What is the issue? I did the- what is the issue of grace? as it pertains to the Hebrew Israelite? Uh, <laughs> the issue of grace is only for Israel. That's what they'll tell you. Uh, they'll tell you that grace is only pertaining to Israel uh, and, 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 and uh, no, other, no other nation can, be, can get grace. Grace is for the Israelites. Uh, and that's about it. They'll just tell you that hey, other nations can't receive grace. Mm-hmm. Basically, and I'm talking about they got they got what they do is I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what they do, bro. Uh, when you say the word grace, right? They give you a load of scriptures telling you that grace is for Israel. I could do that right now. I can give you a load of scriptures that's telling you. I give you Second uh, Corinthians six and one. I give you John chapter Second John chapter three. Uh, I can give you Romans six. I can give you uh, Lamentations uh, three. 
I can give you a bunch of scriptures that says grace is for Israel, mm-hmm. but they're not going to give you no scriptures saying that the Gentiles can receive grace also, or the Gentiles can be saved. And that's in the book of Acts. Okay. And they're not going to give you that. Everything you ask them, they're going to give you Israel. What's for Israel? What's for Israel? But they're not going to give you nothing about the other nations. Okay. You know, and what what they're gonna do? And I'm gonna tell you what they're gonna do right now. If 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 by me talking to you, you know what they're gonna say? That nigga loved the white man. That's the tactic they're gonna use. That's all they're gonna say. That nigga's a white man lover. Okay. But what about the Africans? You know what I'm saying? What about the what about the Chinese? Mm-hmm. So you can't use that tactic on me because I know what some of y'all are saying. You're saying it right now. That nigga just loved the white man. Come on, <laughs> I've been there. Like I've done that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. so there's no tactic you could use on me that I don't know. Okay, so uh, when you talk about um, for God so loved the world, we're talking about the world. Talk to me about mm-hmm. the 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 world of the. I guess the world. Well, I, I think I'm answering. I already know, but I I, I want you to you know. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so yeah. God so loved the world. So, go ahead, go ahead, and take it away. Just right. go take it away. Okay, so. They'll use for, for uh, God who love the world. What we'll do is we'll go to, let me get the book right quick. So I, what I'll do, I'll take you to uh, the book of uh, Hebrews, right? Hebrews chapter 11, right? Hebrews chapter 11, right? And I believe it's verse 1. So I'll go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And I'll read this. I ask you, how many worlds are these? And I read this totally out of con- totally out of con- out of context, totally. But I'm still showing you what they're gonna do. All right. So you go to Hebrews 11 and one. All right. It says uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained the good report. Verse three. Through faith we understand that the world's with an S on the end, right? Mm-hmm. Were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made and things which do appear. Now, you see that word worlds yeah. in verse 3 and Hebrews 11 verse 3? I will use that word to show you that there's different worlds. You see that? So the Lord said he made the worlds. So I, and then I will use a, uh, a I will use a analogy saying something like this. Right, don't you have a world? Ain't your kids are your world? Ain't your ain't your family is your world? So since your family is your world, does that mean your family is my world? Okay. You understand? Yes, sir. If I tell you that my family is my world, does that mean my family is your world? Mm-hmm. So that's how word play on. I play on the word worlds. So basically, I would do that. And then what I will do is I'll show you where I go to the scripture. Let me put it right quick. Because I have I got my whole what's it called um, this. So I go to Isaiah 45 and verse 17, right? And I'll show you that that uh Isaiah said that the Israelites is the world. So Isaiah 45 and 17, right? It says but Israel should be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You should not be ashamed nor confounded. World without end. Mm-hmm. So I just showed you Israel was the Lord world without end. But it says that, but it's not telling you anything about the Gentiles can be part of the world also. So I'm only hitting scriptures that's telling you that Israel is the world purposely. Mm-hmm. So you can be, so you can have in your mind, well, Israel is the world. So the only one that can be saved is Israel. That's it. There's no hope for other people that can go into slavery. But that's not the case here. So they use certain scriptures to to, to wordplay on your intelligence and let you know that the world is Israel and nothing else. So when, when, when John 3.16 come and Christ said, for God so loved the world, you would think he's talking about Israel. But he's actually talking about the world, the whole world, everybody. You know what I'm saying? But he said, but he gave his only begotten son to die to be a prince and a savior for Israel. Mm-hmm. Which he did. But he also told, he told the disciples in the, in the gospel, and he also said in the book of Deuteronomy, 
He said, since you moved me to jealousy, and Deuteronomy 32, since you moved me to jealousy with those which are not God, I'm going to move you into jealousy with those which is not a nation. So he's talking about the other people. Okay. Uh-huh. He's not talking about Israelites. They'll lie and tell you he's talking about Israelites, but that's not the truth. And he said, and all the Gentiles, the whole house of Israel, and all the Gentiles which should be called by my name. So let's let you know there that Gentiles will be a part of his world because you could call it Gentiles by his name. Mm-hmm. So that's the scriptures they're not telling y'all. So you, you're being segregated. You're not coming together as one, as the gospel says. So they're trying to keep you segregated into the laws of Moses, which that's not what it is, because Moses even told you that the Most High is going to take out some Gentiles uh, and call his name upon them, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what they do, bro. It's, it's, it's semantics. It's semantics. And people that don't know the Bible, don't study the Bible, don't read it, they're not going to catch on to it. Okay. They're going to fall for it. Okay. Like I did. So, um, so I think I got a, a comment here and it says that, um, he's talking about the Northern kingdom. So, uh, okay. so what, what I told you, you didn't say that. Okay. All right. I told you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. You warned me. You warned me. Okay. You did say it. Okay. I, I, I All right. So okay, I'm going to ask, can I, can I, can I reply to that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So, all right. First of all, if you're talking about the Northern Kingdom, and I, right? And, and, and by the way, by the way, I, I actually know this brother, very good brother. I love him, very good brother. Um, uh, Come so, give me a call, then. Come huh? give me a call, Cliff. Oh, okay. Come give me a call. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm a good brother too. Just come give me a call. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I tell okay. him I'm. A, I'm a, uh, you have to, and I want you to witness. You got to put that doctor to the test. Okay. All right. We'll put that doctor to the test. But go, go, go ahead and go ahead and answer this though. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, when we go to the book of Acts, uh, chapter fifteen, right? Okay. We can we can specifically say that uh, the men in Acts chapter fifteen, which is the disciples, was talking to Gentiles. Now they'll say he was talking to the Northern Kingdom, right? That's what Israelites would say. I know I taught that doctrine, but I'm gonna ask you this. If you were talking to the Northern Kingdom, because in verse, I'm going to read it. I'm going to go to verse uh, four, right? There was having a discussion about who should they circumcise the Gentiles or not, right? Mm-hmm. After, the laws of, after the laws of Moses, right? So why would they have that discussion about the Northern Kingdom, right? Okay. And I'm going to show you why. The Northern Kingdom already knew the laws and knew they had to be circumcised. So when you go to verse four, it says, and when they were come to Jerusalem, they received of the church and the apostles and elders, and they declare all things that God had done with them, right? Verse five, but there rose up certain of them, a certain set of the Pharisees was believed saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the laws of Moses. So he's talking about the Gentiles. He said, Listen, we have to we have to circumcise them and make them keep the laws of Moses, right? Mm-hmm. Verse six, and the apostle and elders came together for the uh, uh, concern of this matter, to consider this matter. Verse seven, and when they had been uh, must disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, "Now this is the key word right here, men and brethren." Okay, so. Why did Peter call them men and brethren? Because Peter knew that the men that he addressed as men were real Gentiles, and the brethren was Israelites. And this is why he put a, a, a difference between the two. Because if it was Northern Kingdom, he'd just say brethren, because all of them was Israelites. All right. Okay. And then at this time, you tell the Israelites, and then I asked him, who said that was the Northern Kingdom? I said. When was the time that the Most High made two sticks one? Which means, when was the time that he brought the Northern Kingdom back to the Southern Kingdom? Because according to your doctrine, y'all already back. Because y'all sitting up there, y'all out there teaching together. So that's that you know the house of Israel is one stick now, what the Most High said he was going to do. So my question is, if the house of Israel is one stick now, why did Peter say men and brethren in this text? Because he realized that the men was real Gentile and the brethren 
was Israelites. And then he said, men and brethren, you know how that is a good while ago, God made choice among us that the Gentiles, you see that? Mm -hmm. The Gentiles, now this is not the same Gentiles in 2 Maccabees 6 and 6, so don't try that. So you better come with the right doctrine because I'm on you, bro. This ain't the same Gentiles. I taught that. Okay. Ain't the same Gentiles in the Maccabees. Okay. okay. Right? All so right. it says, God had chose among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Right? And God, which knoweth the heart, bear the witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. So you mean to tell me God gave the Gentiles the Holy Ghost just like he did Peter and the other uh, Israelites? And then right here in verse 9, and put no difference between us and them. Parify their hearts by faith on the neck of the disciples, which neither your fathers nor we were able to bear. So basically, Peter asked him, you, why are you trying to keep the laws of Moses? And we couldn't even do it. Because the laws put a yoke of iron upon your neck. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Peter's telling you, mm -hmm. who believe that that was the northern kingdom, why are you trying to do the laws of Moses and we couldn't do them? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. In verse 11, but we believe that though the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should be saved, which means Peter saying, listen, we believe us Israelites know that through the grace of Jesus Christ, we should be saved. And then he come back and said, even as they, which means they should be saved too. The Gentiles and the Israelites should be saved. And these are not talking about Gentile Israelites, like you think it is. Now, we could go in that game if you want. I promise you, you're going to lose. You're going to get embarrassed. Don't go there with me, bro. I taught it. You probably just jumped into that. I wanted you. You probably just got into that. So make sure you talk to your elder first okay. before you, before you want to talk to me, because he'll tell you, leave him alone. Please leave him alone. Okay. Don't worry about that, brother. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm just gay. Listen. Okay. As long as I say, give them warning from me. That's all I'm doing. Uh -huh. So before we go there, I'm giving a warning. If you come with that second Maccabee 66, proving that the Gentiles were Israelites, it's not going to work for you. It's not It's not going to look good for you. Okay. It's not. All right. So, you know what? We're going to go ahead and kind of bring this in. But, Brother Manuel, I want to thank you again for your time. I want to thank you for the conversation. And um, I'm gonna have to. Well, I'm gonna have to bring you back. You know that, right? I'm gonna have to bring you back. Yeah, I already know. You gotta bring me back with one of them too. <laughs> so you have to bring me back with the Israelites too, okay. and, and uh, let them. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, 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 see <laughs> we'll see. We can work out. We'll see. We can work out. So we'll get them back. We'll get them back. Yeah, we'll get them back in a Christian church with them with me. <laughs> we'll get them back. All right. We'll get them right. back in a Christian church. All right. All right so look. <laughs> so look. Um. So as we close, and I, I I do want to give you the last word before I before I go out. As we close, again, what um would you say to our brothers and sisters who have um and I I I I, I use what what the Bible says, having itching ears. You know, we we have having itching ears, and we we're, we're hearing things. Let me say this: I understand. I understand. I do understand in part that um for for our uh black pastors did not teach enough black presence in the bible i mean i i get that right so so i i understand that and so what and we know that satan desires to steal kill and destroy and what better way to destroy people and have people at odds with one another then to make Jesus what he was in and make, you know, did the twist things around and then put people against one another. So, right. So then what I, the, the last thing I want to say to you as we get ready to close, what again, would you say to those who um, are in the Christian church, but are looking, um, having a problem with an, an awareness of who they are and their presence, you know, in the Bible, whatever, what would you say to them that are in the Christian church? I would tell them that, and, and, and especially those that came out of the Christian church are those that's in the Christian church, and you're looking at these because it's going to come to pass that all of y'all is going to run across these Israelites. I'm just being honest with you. Uh, it's probably new to you. It's a new thing to the earth. It seems like they're telling you the truth. But uh, uh, 
I want you to be aware of the semantics and the wordplay because when you ask them a question, they're not answering it. All they're doing is giving you the word that you ask them. Like, for example, if you used to ask them, what is, uh, what is salvation? Uh, what is grace? They just give you a scripture with the word grace in it. Other uh, word salvation, not explaining to you what it actually is. Mm-hmm. I know because I did it. So it's basically, I want you to be basically you defining the word with the word in it. Like they'll tell you, like if you ask them what is what is salvation, they'll say, "Well, salvation." They they'll bring it to act like salvation is to be saved from your enemies. Like they actually they actually believe that that we should be saved from our enemies. They actually think that that's salvation. But if I was to ask them a question like, okay, well, the law say the last enemy is death. <laughs> so how can you be saved from your enemies which all hated you? How does that enemy debt comes into play? You understand what I'm telling you? Yes, so you, you're so busy worrying about being saved from your fleshly enemies, which you should say was the Gentiles, when the Lord said your last enemy is debt. So how would that save you from debt? Mm-hmm. Being saved from the Gentiles, stuff of that nature. Oh, mm-hmm. All those in the hands who hate us. So they don't really teach you where salvation is. And then they're sitting up and they divine you and letting you know that, listen, well, these people is going to be servants and handmaids and this and that. But they're not, te- they're not telling you that the Most High put is going to put the Spirit on your servants and handmaids. The Holy Ghost. He's going to give them the Holy Ghost also. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read this, and this, this is going to be it, bro. This is Joel, because this is a scripture that Israelites right. like coming yeah. out with. Mm-hmm. Joel chapter 2 and verse 27. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep reading, because I always tell the brothers, don't just stop there, keep reading. Okay. So in Joel chapter 2 and verse 27, it says, And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, right? And that I am the Lord your God and none else. Now they'll say, see, the Lord only say he's our God. That's not what that means. That's not what he's saying there. So look into the proper context of what he's saying. Because he's not saying that he's only your God. He's telling you that he is the only one, straight up, that I am the Lord, your God, and none else. And my people should never be ashamed. But this is what they don't keep reading in verse 28. And it should come to pass afterwards that I will pull out my spirit upon all flesh. Right? Right? And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall dream visions. And upon, also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. In those days where I'll pull out my spirit, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth and blood and fire and pillars of smoke. So see the most high say, even on your servants and handmaids that y'all claim y'all are going to have, he's going to pull his spirit out on them. Mm-hmm. So stop separating the two. If he's going to pull his spirit out on you, he's going to pull his spirit. Now, say, say, I dare you to say that's Israel. I dare you to say the servants and handmaids are Israel. The Lord said he's going to pull his his spirit out on the servants and handmaids. So this is when I'm, I'm going to leave you with this, Brother Cliff. Yes, sir. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Stop going out here judging people according to what you don't know. Like the scriptures say, understand first and then rebuke mm-hmm. because you might don't be an Israelite. And I'm just going to leave it like that. You, you check your genealogy and you go deep into your genetics. You're going to find a lot of y'all going to be disappointed. And you're going to find out that, that 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 12 tribe chart that you think is so accurate or those curses that you think fits you <laughs> really doesn't. So be humble. Receive the Holy Spirit. And let the spirit of the most high lead you through this. And that's all I got to say, bro. Yes, sir. Well, Brother Armstrong, I want to thank you again. Uh, we're going to have you back as, uh, sometime in the future. And um, and we're going to see what we can do work that out. You know, we're going to work that out. Let's do it. Let's do it. We got to build this platform up. This is a good one. I like this. We got to build your, right. your podcast. <laughs> all right. We're going to do it. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this is Straight Truth Radio Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Cliff Kelly. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, just before we go, I just want to make sure you are aware how, again, 
You can contact us. Uh, again, continue to send your emails, straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. That's straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. Um, also, those of you who are watching us on our social media platforms, Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, um, I'm excited right now, so I'm a little lost because I've been waiting for this conversation. So let me just close by saying this. Um, hold on to him that is able to keep you from failing and from falling. Remember, right. we are not sinless, but we sin less because of him who became sin for us. So until next week, until we meet again, stay strong, stay true. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Grace and peace. Grace and peace.